Hi, you were Julian on the Brown Notes and lots of movies. This time, a film I had no intention of ever watching, which was The Hunger Games, Colon Space, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I understand this is from a book title, but I'm sick and tired of these unbelievably long titles that have a title and then another title. Uh, and this is a prequel to the enormously excess, successful and iconic Hunger Games series. The early 2000s were awash with young adult. Initially, I think, uh, because of Twilight, uh, the god-awful Twilight series of apparently awful books, which I will never even see, and films, which were... The, I think I watched the last two, which were just shockingly awful dreary even like a bunch of moody teenagers standing around a lounge room or a bunch of moody teenagers standing in the woods and there you've got it um and the other one was harry potter the much superior harry potter both book and film series which started as a much younger audience but grew into that young adult world which then took over and was relentlessly awful um I mean, not always awful. I mean, I actually don't mind the first two Divergent films. I didn't mind the first Maze Runner film, but there was a lot of very bad stuff. And it died off. Um, so this is a, an anachronism that this has come out. One of the most successful was undoubtedly the Hunger Games from Susan Collins, which, um, this is a side. Um, it took... Um, I've, I've, I've complained about the um, use of up-and-coming indie actresses, specifically actresses, being shoehorned into franchise movies. Uh, and we've seen it most recently with Elizabeth Olsen being so good in these indie films and then my MCU project, MCU project, and you wonder what films they would have made. No one more so than the Winter's Bone star Jennifer Lawrence who immediately got picked up by four Hunger Games movies and probably five or six maybe five MCU projects or was it four I've lost track of how many X-Men but you think if she hadn't made those eight movies what eight movies would she have made how much more interesting if you got like you know American Hustle or, or Mother or any of these um, you know Don't Look Up any of these other films, if there was another eight films, uh, and you look at people like Leonardo DiCaprio that never did any sequel, never did any franchise, that only made those, you know, unique IPs or um, more or less original concept movies, uh, and it, it, it does pain me. But anyway, Jennifer Lawrence was uh, became one of the biggest stars in the world. For me, The Hunger Games 1 was an excellent film, 2 wasn't. Three was terrible and four was uh, quite good. Good, actually, very good. Um, and I like the fact that the themes in it was so dark and the fact that it didn't, like Hollywood would never have written that story arc because she basically at the end is, I'm going to kill this guy, Donald Sutherland. Cumulatively an Oscar-worthy performance. They should have an award for people like Ian McKellen as Gandalf, not in one movie, but across the franchise. And Donald Sutherland was an archetype villain. He was magnificent. And the fact that she just wanted to kill him and then retreat into anonymity and have babies was, I thought it was brilliant. They'd never write it like that. She'd end up being, you know, 
the heroine of the resistance, the leader of the new world. So I thought I really liked the story arc. And not surprisingly, Susan Collins came back with a prequel because they would have been hounding at her door for more. Uh, and this is the, the, like the lead tyrant in the Hunger Games franchise was Donald Sutherland's character, who was the boss of the whole world. Uh, and he was brilliant. And this is a film that shows how he was created from a young age. And I had no intention of watching it at all. The director here is very, very interesting. So Francis Lawrence, he's got some great films and some not, you know, not critically acclaimed films that I actually really like. Constantine, I Am Legend. Um, Red Sparrow is a very underappreciated and interesting film, again with Jennifer Lawrence. So he's the one that's done Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, um, which starts with the uh, the character that Donald Sutherland would play, Coriolanus Snow. Um, and in the blurbs for this film, uh, Rachel Zeiger, is it? Zeigler, who I think starred in Spielberg's very rarely seen West Side Story adaption, and became incredibly controversial as an embodiment of woke cinema or of race-swapping characters through the movie Snow White, the incoming movie Snow White, where people complained that she wasn't of white heritage. Um, and I kind of buy it as well. It's like this... I, I like... You know, I'm as big a lefty as anyone, but it feels like so many of these things are just remaking stuff and then race or gender swapping a character and that is their entire or, or sexuality swapping characters and that's the entirety of what they've got and then they deliver a, a, a substandard product on writing storytelling direction and people say it's shit and then everyone calls them bigots I'm like well stop making your number one point race swapping gender swapping or sexuality swapping a character and saying that's your entire reason to exist when all you're doing is remaking relentlessly every single thing that's ever existed in the past so she's become a bit of a hate figure uh, and she's on the she's sort of on the blurb as the co-star of this film i don't think that's fair it's kind of like the zendaya thing in june where zendaya is like Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, a love story for the ages. And she's in the film for like 22 seconds. Um, she might be, uh, Rachel Zegler, Zegler, Zegler might be the um, female star of the film in a way, but she's in it a quarter as much as Tom Blythe as the Coriolanus Snow character. Coriolanus Snow. Um, so I don't get it because she's very much a bit part player. I will say this: I thought she was terrible in The Flash Two, one of the worst films of the year, noted by its poor performances. I actually said that she had the worst performance in the film, and I was surprised she kept getting these high-level gigs. She's wonderful here, but she's given a limited range of what to do. Um, so she's she's the. Um, closest to a Jennifer Lawrence character but a very different Jennifer Lawrence character so she's from the poor districts and she's plucked to be in the Hunger Games where they have lots of from you know early 20s down to young teenagers have to fight 
even younger than young teenagers, have to fight to the death because they fought a war against this totalitarian government years ago. So they all have to give a child or a young adult to fight to the death uh, in the most sadistic way of showing penance that you could possibly have. checking that's going she is like a gypsy so she's a free spirit and she sings hence the songbird in the title and we saw it Tom Blyver as this character who is uh, at university trying to win a scholarship because he doesn't have enough money um, it's an odd paradigm but it's you know his dad in the past was a general for the totalitarian regime and murdered by the rebellion and he is given as a mentor, all the kids in his class are mentors for these children that are picked from the districts to fight to the death. So they all have to mentor their own one to try and keep them alive as long as possible and also make them more popular with the public. Um, and he obviously gets the Lucy Gray Baird, character played by Rachel Zegler, and they fall in love. I must admit, I, th I thought I'd hate this because they made it out to be um, a romance and a musical. And I hate romance and I hate musicals. The singing in it isn't as awful as I was led to believe. Because the opening 10 minutes features Rachel doing a song which is in front of a crowd as she's being dragged up onto the stage to fight the Hunger Games. Which I, At that point I was going to turn the movie off. But all of the other songs in it are her on stage playing with a band. So it's like, no, it's not like these really heavily portentous emotional scenes. Uh, it works a lot better than I expected. She's got a fantastic voice. She's fantastic on stage. But I'm yet to be convinced that she's got the dramatic range to do a lead actress role throughout a movie. Because she isn't asked to do that here. And I didn't think she was very good in Flash. So I don't know yet on her. She's certainly got the charisma and the looks and a singing voice. And she's perfect in her role. I just don't know that she's asked to sort of offer a wide emotional range here. Um, unlike Tom Blythe's character who is. And he's on virtually every scene. Um, I will give the director here enormous credit. Uh, Francis Lawrence for not doing the bane of this century's movies, which is he's got enough story here for at least one and a half films, maybe more, and he doesn't split it into two, like the recently reviewed uh, Rebel Moon, which has no story but splits it into two. Uh, and everything from Twilight to the Hunger Games uh, to the Harry Potter films, where they just split everything into two to double the revenue thus making one guaranteed terrible film and one not as good as it could have been uh, and they didn't do that here and it's three hours long but I'll be honest I, don't, I normally turned it off I no, uh, no, nearly turned it off at the start because it was so cringe inducing and my shins were snapping and it was all a bit trite um, but once The Hunger Games itself started and in the lead up to it I actually locked into a groove and found it a lot more enjoyable than I thought it would be. Um, it has got a very strong story. Unlike something like Rebel Moon, there's an awful lot of storytelling going on here. And it's mainly very good storytelling. So, I mean, the Tom Blythe character is asked to do a lot. But the, um, 
They turn him into such a pretty boy, it's hard to take him seriously. Viola Davis is good, but she's underwritten. Peter Dinklage's character is very good, and he's got a good story arc. Because his revelation at the end, he's he's regard, he's the um, teacher of, I don't know why I'm doing that. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Um, he's the teacher of the uh, character played by Tom Blythe at the university, and he's got it out for him from the start. And he's a, the um, Peter Dinklage character is a guy that conceived of the Hunger Games. Uh, so he's like trying to promote the Hunger Games throughout the whole thing because the public are about to turn off it. They're a bit bored of it. Um, but when the revelations stack up at the end, there's a really good scene where he reveals that much of what you think about him is the opposite of what's happened. And you understand his treatment of the Tom Blythe character, which is really nasty. Um, but you saw, you understand everything. And it's a really good moment. There's lots of good story elements in this, actually. Um, visually, it's not that interesting. Um, I didn't really rate the... There weren't many interesting visual sequences. The snakes were pretty cool. Um, obviously, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And, you know, the, the, I like the... Um, the fact that it wasn't resolved what happened. Like, there's a really good scene between uh, Rachel and Tom who are at that point running away together as, as lovers where it all falls apart but it's not explicitly stated and it's never then explicitly stated it's almost like they actually give the audience some credit a few times in this film uh, which I didn't expect and I, I quite like the um, ambiguous nature of the non-resolution there I don't think that the Tom Blythe character... I thought as a standalone movie this worked better than as a dovetail into the Hunger Games. I don't think they really made me feel like this was the guy that ended up as Donald Sutherland. And I don't really have any problem with his acting. Um, no one's asked to do that much acting, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I thought this would be terrible. And I actually ended up mostly enjoying it. Um... It's got a much more intelligent and long-form story than I thought it would have. And, yeah, once it starts going, after the uh, the opening half an hour of Cringe, it isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to give The Hunger Games the long title, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'll probably give it a 7.5 out of 10.